Hello and welcome to the Story X Story podcast where we discuss stories across pop culture plus give you advice on creating your own. It's episode number 34 and today we're going behind the story. I'm your co-host Nigel. I'm Tazzy, streamer and co-host. And our guest today is Ahmed El-Badawi from Sumo Digital. Ahmed, how are you? Hello, I'm good, thank you. And how are you? Cool. Yeah, we are... Well, let me not speak for uh, Tazzy. I am okay. <laughs> Tazzy, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Okay, cool. We're all, we're all good. Uh, then. Uh, well, thanks for joining us. No, my pleasure. Um, before we get into the questions, uh, just to remind listeners that you can subscribe to Story X Story on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts from. You can also send us feedback and questions to feedback at myamada.com or throw them at us on social media, at myamada on Twitter, at myamadatees on Instagram, or at Tazzy on both. Uh, so now let's get to know our guest. So today we are talking with Ahmed, a project planner who has recently started at Sumo, Sumo Digital Sheffield. Um, so first off, we want to get to know a bit more, more about your career in the video game industry. How did you end up in video games and how long have you wanted to work in gaming? So, man, um, so starting off with kind of how long have I wanted to work in gaming? So like as a kid, like, I mean, I grew, I grew up with video games, um, literally as, as, as early as I can remember, like video games have been a part of my life. And I think it was around, it was around, um, like, yeah, eight when I was about 13, 14 and I like learned that, you know, then you can actually be a part of the industry. Like you can make a living making them. And I'd always had like, they'd always been part of my life and they were, they had like a kind of magic like surrounding them. Cause I just didn't understand that, you know, how, how they were made. Like, you know, you know how, like when you're a kid, you know that you film like TV and cinema and like, and cinema flicks and everything. And, games were just this kind of like mysterious medium that I'd, all, I'd always like loved dearly as a child but like never really knew you could really like be a part of like creating it and around that time around the age of like 13 14 I was like oh yeah like I should like I didn't know this was a thing this is this sounds really cool and it's around the same time where you're kind of start, told to start thinking about maybe what you want to do in life and that's a big question for a kid. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> um, it's like, how do you respond? Like, like the most I was concerned about was like, where, if it'd be playing like football at lunch. Like, I, I just, like you know, like, <laughs> I, I honestly had no idea how to kind of really like dwell in it. So I thought, you know what? Like, yeah, I, I'll, I'll do games. Like, I'll see what I have to do. And... At the time, uh, we like we had uh, ICT classes, and that was like the closest thing that we had to like being involved with computers. And so, I was just like, "Oh yeah, I'll try and be a coder." Turns out, I absolutely hated IT, and <laughs> <laughs> like it was all about it, like nothing really kind of in, like involved programming. It was all about oh yeah, how to use Excel, Flash word access uh and like other microsoft suite programs and nothing really about computers or creating programs is access the database one yeah oh right. yeah, so like, i was just, when you said that i was like that sounds vaguely familiar but i don't even know where <laughs> when the last time i heard of that is uh, mate like exactly and so <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a reason for that yeah, it, I mean, okay. it, I feel, if you'd asked me back then how I felt about Axis, I'd have said it shouldn't exist because, <laughs> boy, oh boy, the quickest way to make someone just not read, to, to make someone lose interest in computing, make them like try and make a database for several weeks as part of a GCSE project. Um, so I ended up losing in like, 
not interest in making games, rather the path to it, because all I knew was that you had to be a programmer to to go into it. Uh, and like back then, this was in like mid two thousands or like early like yeah throughout like the noughties, uh It was not as e- it's not as easy or accessible as it was uh, like as it is now. Like you don't have the engines and stuff um, that are available to you. You just kind of have to go through like traditional educational routes. And you're never really kind of educated, or like there's no real information as to kind of go in that direction. Like back then, most people like in the industry just learned how to code, learned like computer science, and then went and created games like from completely programming backgrounds. But at the time, I just didn't really know how to kind of get there. And so instead, I kind of just wandered about in like the <laughs> the crossroads of life trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Um I ended up studying uh forensic chemistry um at the University of Kent. And I because I'd always been interested in science. I always had an inquisitive mind, but that then led me to sticking down like the st- general like science chemistry route i did a masters of chem of like chemistry in forensic chemistry in hull and then worked in healthcare and pharmaceuticals and uh, after budget events um <laughs> it's uh, i ended up uh joining sumo digital um but i don't know how, how like how much depth do you want me to go between the bridge that happened, like the events that happened while I was working as a as a scientist, to then move to a production role as basically a project manager, it's style like role. I mean, I'm finding it really interesting. How <laughs> how on earth you made that jump? <laughs> you know, um, and I think I think our audience would gen generally. Uh, you know, also find it interesting because yeah, obviously we have some listeners that might be also interested about getting into the industry. Yeah. Um, um, from either at that stage where they have been asked that question, what do you want to do from the, for the rest of your life? And you're really not old enough to know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, or maybe even later in life and looking for a career change. So it'd be great to know how that, that transition happened for you. Yeah, so it so it's it's a bit of a it's been a complicated and difficult road. Like it's not something that I kind of set out to get to, but I think like the I'll preface it with like the the long and short of it, which is like throughout the difficulties of life, there's always like the opportunity to kind of go down and achieve, like get to the point where, that you dreamt of as a kid and so like the hurdles that i found when i started working professionally um in like the health and pharmaceutical industry so like i so when i so after i did my masters all after like ac- academia it really burnt me out like i like <laughs> i i left my masters like in the last week i ended up like becoming chronically ill um and like the academia route like really burnt me out so i was just like okay i need to i need to go out to the real world i need to start earning money and so when i went so i started like applying for work and everything and i've ma- i managed to get uh a job as an r&d scientist in a big like help, basically a fast moving consumer goods so they did pharmaceuticals they and medicines they did health products they did home products everything under the sun and they're quite big. They're like the, I think one of the FTSE 50, I think. But I, just, I don't want to. I don't. I don't know if I can say their name. I don't. I don't want their lawyers after me. <laughs> That's fine. You don't have to say their name. <laughs> yeah, we don't want their lawyers after yeah. us. Either, so, yeah, so. It was a big company. 
It was yeah. it, it was a bit comfortable. <laughs> you've got you've got a one in fifty chance of guessing who it is. So good luck. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if they're still there, so you know, like it might be, I might be safe. But basically, um, like so, I went in. I like. I was just like, oh yeah, like I, at the time, I wasn't thinking of moving to the games industry. It really hadn't really crossed my mind, but I'd known more and more people who, like my time at university, and this is advice to anyone who's thinking about who's thinking about like getting into the games industry and isn't currently in like kind of that traditional stream or like in the area like where you like your route would your trajectory would be video games get to know people in um computer science (laughs) because at the end of the day that's kind of like their side of like that like just speaking to them knowing like and like knowing them generally you'll end up kind of getting more drawn to like the world of well actually not even not even uh people in computer science artists as well uh or anyone if i mean nowadays like you didn't have this back then but um anyone on a video games course like there there are a lot of them now um but just knowing someone who has some sort of connection to the industry helps and that's kind of how i ended up finding out about the industry so while i was there i just really uh, um at the at my old job um the 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 health the pharmaceutical home hygiene uh, company um i just really wasn't enjoying my work uh, it was a very a very traditional company they had like there was there was a really strict hierarchy super political very tense and i it was very corporate so it was all about the money and it wasn't so much about the people and the only people that kind of you that got ahead were the people who knew who to kind of cozy up to and who and like get the support and if you didn't get that support you just fell through the cracks and it's not it's not a good experience and it it kind of left me feeling like this industry wasn't for me and i really wasn't sure kind of where to go um at the like as as the months went by because i i worked there for like three and a bit years and so while i was there uh as time went by, like there was a lot more pressure. I didn't get any support. Um, that really kind of helped, and it built up to the point where, like, it started impacting my health. I started doing like extra hours. Like, I like I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease actually while I was there uh, because like I was flare like I was getting flare ups and I had no idea why. And so I had to, I like was making like regular trips to the hospital, and it got to the point where. I I just did not like my work. I did not like I like I was losing my health and I just didn't feel like I had like career prospects. And during that I had a like as as I like I mentioned before like the connections that I had with the industry were a few friends of mine at university who like they they were like very brave dudes who decided you know what like straight out of uni they decided to like start a company um uh and like an indie company and it wasn't purely games like they like that was the core like intention but a lot of uh, they they maintained their bread and butter as like doing software contracts so that's the that's how they survive um in the day to day and it's quite rare to see that nowadays because a lot of a lot of people want to form oh yeah like we let's get together let's form an indie company let's make games they realize how difficult it is and it doesn't work out but like it's good to have a backup it i mean it's i wouldn't even say it's good it's like it's imperative to have a backup if you want to just dive into games because other like it's it's a difficult like world out there, but it's manageable if you kind of plan it and if you like make sure that you're prepared for it. And life, life doesn't work out as it as you plan it. Like there's all sorts of like difficulties over, across along the way, and so the best thing you can do is have a backup plan. And it, and 
kind of just be learn. I mean, I'd say that's secondary. The primary thing you need to have is the ability to just roll with the punches. And I think that's the biggest thing. Like I like when I and like spoke to my friends, they kind of just mentioned like, oh hey Ahmed, are you okay? And I'd be like, no, I hate everything. <laughs> and I need to get out. And they were like, have like, have you considered video games? And I was like, how how am I gonna get into video games? I can't draw, I can't code. Um there's i can't what do i do and they're like well what what do you do in your day-to-day and so i'm just like okay well like i manage these products and their projects and these portfolios and these like i've managed several projects at once and it's across like different like sites across the world and everything and they're like ahmed like that's project management and i had no idea i like it was a skill i was like accumulating and I think a lot of people don't really realize, like outside, like the games industry, you can still develop those skills that are utilized in the industry. And project management is a huge part of that. Yeah, I think that's really interesting because, like you said, like when you're younger, it's sort of you know, uh, you you think that the only way you can get into games is by being part of the design team making them. Yeah, uh, being sort of like either being able to code or draw like you said um that's not the case because they're businesses so they need everything (laughs) right exactly yeah (laughs) so what was the the sort of biggest challenge you found getting that job was it actually um finding out about it coming to realize that you had a skill that you could use like what was it that, that you found the hardest I think that's a good question because I guess the end, like not knowing that it exists is a like is quite difficult because how do you learn about something that you don't know exists um, without like getting like informed about it in some way, either reading or like speaking to people. And I guess like the best cure for that is to always keep your horizons what like open, keep like taking in like a variety of things. Don't like stick to one thing, like with the media you consume or like what you read, what you hear, what you see, um, and who you talk to, like always kind of just don't hesitate to put yourself out there. And that's kind of what I found difficult at the beginning. But once, uh, but the difficulty once I found out about like the industry was kind of accepting that I, well, not, not accepting, but learning and like refining the skills I didn't realize I even had. And it wasn't until I was literally sat down and my friends were like, no, you, you can, you do project management. You can become a producer. That's, that's production, what you, what you do. And that's a skill that you can hone in anywhere. Like you can hone it in an office. If you, if like, if you're responsible for something, even if it's not a huge part of um, like your job, you can, you you can then like utilize what you already know and kind of work it within the, the confines of like video games to to then showcase that you know what you're talking about that you have these skills that these uh like these companies are looking for and a lot i think yeah a lot of people just don't value what they know enough to real to be able to utilize it and like market themselves to these businesses so they can get into it so i think it's super like yeah it's super important that you 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 take some time to self-assess and see what you like look at job descriptions and like read them and then kind of like see if you can fit what you do even you don't even need to be working like day to day like you can be working for yourself you can be freelancing or like doing a side hustle like it like it, like the fact like if you if you own your own projects then like that alone is huge because then you you have responsibility for every aspect of that for like maintaining your like like finances for maintaining like its completion and managing time and managing like budget and just you can like so long as you know how to kind of word your um skills and spend them in the right way then you can you like you can join the industry it's just a, a case of recognizing your own abilities yeah um and so I mean, you've given us a bit of sort of insight as to what, you know, project management, project planning involves and project management yeah. involves. 
Um, but is there anything you'd like to expand on what you do at CMO Digital? Yeah. So in on the re- on like the record, it like not the record. Um, technically, I'm a project planner, so they like they can justify paying me how much they pay me. But my role is a junior project manager. Um, and at the end of the, sorry, I forgot the question. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything you want to expand on on what you actually do at CMO Digital, like maybe day to day or what that looks yeah. like? Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> that's the thing. Like project management, project planning, production. It's sort. Of, you think that they kind of sound self-explanatory, but it's not really. Once you kind of try and figure out what it what it is, and so as far as production and project management goes. Um, particularly in project management, it is basically like breaking down the project to its. I want to. I don't want. I hesitate to say smallest pieces, but with like a, a man to manageable chunks that you can track and record, so you can then kind of like put the project together and determine how long it'll take, who you need to, who you need to like get the specific tasks done, and how like how much you need to pay people for it and particularly in like my role a lot of it is speaking to my colleagues getting a better idea of like what they need and then fitting it together within the project within the confines of the project itself to then determine like how we're doing like if we're on track and a lot of it is communicating with people, understanding their needs, being able to support them if there's any blockers. And like, especially as a project manager, you need to be there to, I mean, actually it's not even like exclusive to project managers, like producers as well. You need to be able to, you need to serve your team as well as lead it because you need to be there to give direction, but also make sure that they are working as like to the best as they can and in the best environment they can be and like a feeling the best they can be so like you don't want if anyone's got any issues even at, at work or even at home you need to take that into account you need you can't be burdening them for the sake of like your own greed that's that's not serving like your team that's that's kind of being like some sort of like overlord and that's bad project management because at the end of the day, it also, like if people aren't happy to work on your project, then your project itself will suffer. Mm. So um, you're kind of sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. Go ahead. Sorry. So I, you're just I, kind I, of like having a uh, sort of like that overview of everything that's going on and making sure your team's able to focus on their individual tasks yeah. uh, without being overburdened with you know the the concept of the whole project they can just sort of help stay focused Mm. and work on that yeah uh yeah it's pretty fun um and the thing is with project management and production uh, like i said production being a project manager and being a producer they are essentially in most places they're the same thing like if i went to another company uh with the skills i have i could easily go in as a producer it just there there are finer differences between the two so like being a producer usually in other companies involves more like direct like management of a team as opposed to a project manager who just looks at like the tasks and the data and the numbers um i say data like there's a lot of like data like there isn't data it's not science (laughs) (laughs) but there they a kind like the they overlap a lot in the like the in a Venn diagram basically they are pretty much interchangeable depending on where you go Mm. and so we spoke a bit about uh earlier about you obviously um starting studying ICT in secondary school yeah uh, and then sort of not really enjoying it going into science (laughs) (laughs) but would you call yourself a tech with now and sort of what are your what are the key skills for your role so <laughs> i i really wouldn't call my tech myself a tech whiz now that i've actually met with 
actual geniuses who make the games. <laughs> like, um, there are some like there are some really intelligent people in video games, um, particularly in the coding side of things, um, where they like they they talk about maths like they're talking about like their dinner. Like it's 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 mad. Um, so I I've had that experience. That's that's because I I used to be a software engineer and not in video yeah. games, but just in general. And like I was uh, I was okay. I was good at. It. I was good enough. They kept paying me every month, but. Like, um, I'd speak to people who like really cared about this stuff. And I think, like you see, and I, I just said like, that's not me. And that's kind of yeah. what I knew. I to, uh, uh, coding was not going to be my long-term thing because there's mm. some people are just on another level. Yeah. Oh, hugely. I'm the only one in my friendship group that has like 1% knowledge of coding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like I'm kind of now I'm I'm kind of there like all my all my friends are they didn't like with the exception of like the guys uh, who helped hooked me up. They're for uh, shout out Beta Jester by the way. They helped me out so much. Um but they with the exception of them, most of my friends don't really know how to code. Um, and even then, like, I can't really say I know code because, like, I started to dabble in it with the fact that, you, like, nowadays you have all these engines that you're disposable and not all free to kind of, like, get started. And that just didn't exist before when I was younger. Um, so, like, now any like my little cousin could like if he wanted to make games he could um like you have unity you have unreal you have godot you have like you have all sorts you have twine um and it all kind of like tapered like not tapered um but basically made for people with different skill sets and as far as like i go i wouldn't say i'm a tech quiz but that I mean, that clearly didn't stop me from getting into video games. Like, <laughs> just, just knowing kind of just broadly enough what entails making a video game and showing that you have the interest to kind of learn about that side more. I mean, you don't have to learn coding, but knowing like the bits and like the puzzle, the bits and pieces that put that you need to put together to make it is always like a good start. Because like, how 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 can you? jump into an industry when you like don't know what you what it is you're going to do mm-hmm. um but it's not something that you need to study for you don't need a degree to be like oh now i know how video games are made just read articles like go online uh read like books are some a lot of like project management books out there are amazing and they they kind of go into like a bit too granular detail but it depends on like what your needs are but fundamentally to kind of like as far as this world goes so all i needed to know was kind of what makes a video game so like and what kind of what the functions are and like that you need to be there so code art design and how those how like how those three like pillars mesh together and the way you mesh it together is through production like production is there to facilitate and lead and so leadership skills like you 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 can learn them at school like it's just a case of just being accountable and not and being prepared to be responsible for the actions of people and i mean that i mean and having the, the capacity to trust the people you're going to work with and sure like it's a rough road because like it relies on trust but once so long as you steal yourself you learn how to manage your emotions and i think that's a really important skill to have like managing your emotions and you you, you won't learn that at school like at school like in a textbook you need to kind of just speak to people interact with people yeah uh, and those so-called quote-unquote soft skills are super valuable in that kind of in that kind of role so when when you hear people like scoffing like oh yeah communication oh, oh yeah like everyone communicates no you need to know how to adapt to communication you need to know how to how to talk to people when and be like genuine when you ask about people's well-being because people can people know when they're just kind of being 
used and seen as not as a human being but as a disposable piece like i i had a, the unfortunate experience of going through that but that taught me a lot in how to treat people like and knowing like oh i want to be treated like a human being and i know what people did to make me not feel like that therefore i know what i need to do to make sure people are happy in the work that they do and like fulfill their needs and fulfill my like my needs at this as well as a project manager and so i think you don't like you really don't need to focus on tech to be to be in video games Mm, that's great um so you haven't been in this role too long um but it sort of happened i guess at the beginning of all of this yep Um, so what was that interview and or onboarding process like for you it was interesting because i think i got my interview was the week of lockdown or i think it was like either the week of lockdown or the week before because i think lockdown was officially was the 23rd or 24th of march right i saw blood into one for me so (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean yeah (laughs) that's fair um but it was around then and like uh, Sumo had kind of already, like, ahead of it, had started to, like, um, move people out of the office. And so, like, when I was having my interview, my my the guy who was interviewing me, my, like, boss, essentially, um, he was, like, one of the last few people in the office. And, it like, he he was there to kind of, like, because it, it had a better, in, better interconnection at home than at home. But he still managed to like it, his in, even at his home internet connection is like enough to to facilitate interviews and stuff because he's had to <laughs> since then. But pretty much the entire process was digital. Like I didn't have to be there, and oh my god, did I feel so relaxed? <laughs> like just being like wearing my pajama like pajama bottoms and a, <laughs> a smart shirt like I, I didn't even need to get fully changed like like i brushed my teeth washed my face um and should you be admitting this on on the record it, it, just... it's fine i already got the job okay. what are they gonna do <laughs> okay I'm, I'm just looking out for you i just I mean, do you still wear just pajama bottoms in in meetings <laughs> <laughs> so, well, funny story that's the important um, question my first um, yeah, basically yes uh, my, fir- my first video call with like the head of like post- project management at the company I was in my um, dressing gown pretty much with, with a cup of coffee and just was just I didn't I, like I was lulled into a false sense of security at home I mean it's like a false sense of security I am secure and safe at home so I just didn't. I just didn't feel the need to like pretend to be professional because I like why. Like most of the time, like they can only see my head in a webcam, so it's not like as long as I don't look like I crawled out of a dumpster, I'm fine. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, like 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 the whole process was over video call and being able to have that kind of comfort made the interview itself a lot easier to kind of go through and honestly i think in this like in the coming in the era to come i think we're going to see that a lot more um like with you know like there's no real need to be at the office um as a lot of like things as working a lot of companies have found like working from home and as such like like I was, a, I felt like the whole interview went smoother. I, I usually, I, I'm quite, I can be quite anxious in, in like tense situations, and I just did not have that. Especially considering, like, it was my like first proper interview as like in a for a games role. Um, I like, I'd applied to loads of companies. I got, I didn't even get to the interview stage, but that's part of the process. You need to kind of accept the rejections and stuff. It's not a big deal, but being at the interview and getting quizzed about your life and especially when they start asking you questions like why do you think we should give you this role and it's just like (laughs) 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 your little voice in that in the back of your head is like i don't know (laughs) like i just don't want to be here you're instinctively like 
I mean, there's there's no reason you should. There's probably like tons of people way better. Like that's what you think, right? <laughs> Go into panic, like, like it, it, are you testing me? <laughs> exactly, and it's it's so it's like it's such a jarring experience when you're face to face. But at home, I was just like having that like the freedom of just kind of still being in like you're in a safe environment. You don't, yeah. But that kind of voice is like easily ignored and you're able to kind of just focus on just picking yourself up um and just gassing about myself and like the good thing was even though i wasn't like there they still liked like my personality and how i came across and that and that's a big part of like like project management because project management is also people management so they they liked who I was and I had like I had the prerequisite like skills like I doubled down on the soft skills as I said so like the interview process went really quite smoothly and I was I don't know like about other companies but they provided me the kit they just sent it to me and even though like during lockdown there was a lot of delays with deliveries and stuff with other companies and delivery like a Royal Mail were saying have like they would have uh, like delays in their delivery. I still managed to get my stuff in time, and I think so. The week after my interview, I got the offer. And the week after, I got like I got the. I, I mean, I accepted the offer like straight away, pretty much, because um, like wow, it, it it was a lockdown and people people were getting furloughed at the same time. I was managing to get a job in this industry, so. After, of course, like I did the my due diligence and like making sure you know I got paid enough and kind of stood my ground and everything. I accepted it, and then the week after that, I started like to within and I like did it from home. And so, my, like my office is in the north, and I live in Kent. So <laughs> the fact that I could just start so quickly just kind of like, blew my mind. And it, everything, yeah, it just worked out from there. Sounds like it was a pretty easy uh process considering uh you know current climate of things yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um what are some of your favorite sumo digital games so actually snake pass i'd say um okay. like because so i i like I was aware of Sumo Digital, but a lot of their bread and butter is, have been like racing games and stuff. But I'm a I'm a massive puzzle fan, and like Snake Pass is just so charming, and it's like and the mechanical like the mechanical style puzzles are pretty fresh, especially on the Switch. When it came out, it was like one of the first few games on the Switch, and I think that kind of helped it stand out from the limited catalog that was there, and the fact that it was just charming and fun. Like it, it, it's not difficult. It's like a smiley little like snake, which is you know usually most people are terrified of them, but it was actually kind of cute. And it had a little with his little hummingbird buddy, like like slithering around like platforms and bamboo poles and everything. It was just it was just really a charming, well designed game, and I just really enjoyed it. Okay, so this is the last difficult question from me. Or maybe it's not that difficult for you, but like deeper question. And then we're going to move on to some more fun gaming focused ones. Um, (laughs) Go go for it. (laughs) What do you hope to achieve in your first year at Sumo Digital? (laughs) What do I hope to achieve? I'd say for my first year, I feel like I'd want to establish myself comfortably as a project manager because I've like traditionally project management is very um methodology focused there's a lot of like systems governance and stuff like that and as someone who's come out from a like a different industry uh it's super important to me to feel more comfortable in the skills i'm learning so when i feel like i can just say i'm a project manager i mean yeah sure my title is junior project manager but i like i know production and i could teach someone at least something and pass my knowledge pass my knowledge that way and make it easier for those after me who who seek to be with part of the industry if i can help them then i feel like i will be like wholly satisfied in my first year nice 
It's a very wholesome answer. Um, <laughs> so uh, a couple of sort of like more uh, fun gaming questions, I suppose. Um, depends how passionate you are again uh, uh, <laughs> between these topics. But um, next generation of gaming. Uh, so I'm going to assume you've watched the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox, you know, reveals and information. Yeah. What do you think about next next gen console gaming <laughs> i'm very excited i mean like I've, I've always been a console gamer because i mean growing up i didn't really have access to powerful pcs and stuff to be able to play pc games and this generation let's say this generation this the this coming generation from what i have heard about the tech they may be so like specific to the system itself that they and like to gaming that they are starting to kind of overtake computers from from the what i've heard in the industry um and so i think it's interesting because i mean like growing up you always hear people like saying oh yeah pc master race oh yeah like <laughs> like what's the point of consoles when you when you can just have a pc and that's starting to just not be true anymore i mean especially with the market as it is for like building pcs where um a lot of pc parts are used for like bitcoin mining so it's not as affordable as they used to be mm-hmm. console consoles are kind of coming in even though i'm not a big fan of platform exclusivity like if a company is going to design um hardware uh for a, the like specific pers- purpose of like playing video games and that drives the technology forward in the industry. Then I'm a like I'm I'm happy to see it, and it, I am excited to see kind of like where they go next because like there's always that push to make more like realistic looking games. And I'm, I mean like I'm, I don't know if you guys saw the Unreal Five uh, tech demo where they were like, oh look at all these triangles you can you can yeah which, I saw that <laughs> which is like I mean, so it's, many like, triangles. I know, right? And like, um, it, it's a big thing. Like, I've learned, like, in the, when it comes to actually like making the game run smoothly, but to be able to kind of like make like make it easier to like reach that kind of those frame rates that a lot of like games still can't achieve, um, and to be able to like make the graphics as appealing as you want, like sure as realistic. If you sure if you want realistic, you can go realistic. If you want stylized, you can go stylized. And to be able to have that freedom to create games as you want to look them, as you want them to look, um, is something I really look forward to seeing um, more in the future. And I sh- I know like with Sony and Xbox, they don't traditionally like to break the mold with how you interact and play with games. That's usually more like Nintendo's field, but there are some innovations like the haptic feedback, and I'm interested to see what they do. But I mean, at the end of the day, um, like the like the broader the horizons of games, like the and the more possibilities there are, the more excited I get about about game, the future of gaming. Mm, yeah. Um, is there anything in particular that you're excited for? Uh, so I would say PS Five. Mm-hmm. Um, Mostly because the a lot of the Sony exclusive games out there are just amazing. Like for example, Horizon Zero Dawn, and a lot of like uh, Uncharted and The Last of Us and these first party, second party titles that you don't really find on PC uh, are strong enough to sell the system. And like, even though yeah, sure they're strong enough to sell the system, they like. I enjoy them so much. So a lot of these games like leave a big impact on me. And I'm not saying like Xbox doesn't have good games. They they do. I just have like the hardware. I have a computer to play them on. Um, especially now, um, I'm managed to get this Mint laptop. So <laughs> considering my last computer was ten years old, um, a, a laptop that's even within like the last five years is a, a blessing. So. <laughs> to be able to like play like those games that are have like left a big impact on me on um 
PS5. I think I'm just super excited, particularly like the sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah. And um, what can you tell us about Sackboy, A Big Adventure? Oh, so uh, unfortunately, I didn't get to be part of making that game, but I know loads of like really like intelligent, really passionate people um, were part, like, made it. And I had like a chance to kind of like speak to them and like just kind of get to like learn from people who managed to play the game. And Are we going to have to even- sign an NDA before you answer this question? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, do you know I, I am also post. very wet. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I must have been lost in the mail. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, like uh, coronavirus and all that. Um, but nah. Um, like, I said, I'm not like. I mean, it's it's been announced and everything. And like, for as a person, I, I never got a chance to really play it because of lockdown. Um, you know, like I wasn't, I wasn't like I, I wasn't in the office to be able to like see like see it firsthand, but speaking to people who did and looking at it it's like at the trailer that they showed their positive experiences just correlated with how fun it looked like it I, and like i'm a big sucker for a local cop like i'm one of i'm one of four siblings so like i've i was raised on local multiplayer um and some of my siblings like the amount of like times we've played like had smash tournaments and maricot tournaments is like i literally don't like i cannot count how many um so i'm really looking forward to it and i'm really looking forward to just being able to like play around in like like kind of the world like little big planet has always like been near and dear to my heart so i'm really excited to play it (laughs) awesome and um how do you see the current state of diversity in gaming and how can it be improved going forward Ooh, this is a deep question. Yeah. <laughs> I lied before about uh, that. <laughs> no, no, it's like, honestly, it's important, especially in the times that we are with the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, like, that's, it's appeared, but I feel like as a, like, I mean, we can all agree, like, we're, we're all black here. So it's important to kind of see more of ourselves in the industry. And it's still not as... Even though a lot of industries have this problem with diversity, video games especially so, and to be able to feel like you have a place somewhere, you need to be able to see people that look like you. And it's important it's it's important to kind of like make space for people that look like you, even though sure it's like additional labor and like a lot of people feel like they don't they don't need to bear that burden and rightly so like you shouldn't feel like you have to burden your life to put in the work for people who are actively people who are in the positions to take the time and like put the work in to make space for us like i've grown up saying that people with like non-black people and non non-people of color just don't all like marginalized genders as well like they don't really have that space and so i feel like as someone who's gone through life from a marginalized community it's important for me to kind of like do what i can to like make it uh, like uh, like make it seem like a viable dream for people especially i don't know about you guys but i i um I've not actually told my parents that I work in games. I literally cannot. I'm terrified. Oh, wow. They won't listen to this. It's fine. Um, but I like, I found that a lot of people in the industry, like who are like people of color, um, they like, they're like, they've had similar experiences where their parents aren't really, happy about the idea of going into video games even though it is the most lucrative business on the planet (laughs) it's like i mean like you need to see like the scale of pokemon and like i think that's like the biggest franchise in the world that's existed and that's that came out of video games and like the games are still being made today and so it's important for us to kind of like 
make the industry as welcome as a place as it can be because like you already start you already have these difficulties in life outside the, the industry alone mm. so making it easier make not even easier but making it a more Just real, possible yeah especially because like we like the like the in, this the infrastructure isn't really there to support us i mean this I, like i don't want to like delve too deeply into it because i mean like i'm not going to crack out like data and census and the you you can like check out the yuki um diversity report if you want to see what the industry looks like yeah um, i looked at that it doesn't look good it's it's not uh <laughs> it 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 shows us that we need to work on it and we need to we need to get we need to get other people on board as well to support us we need to we need to keep we need to push and we need to keep pushing because mm-hmm. like i might i don't want people to go through the pains that i've been through and i and if i can make a change in like the industry to make it easier for people then i will and i'm still figuring it out <laughs> but i know it's something that i want to do that's excellent. I think you have a very uh, similar standpoint to me, uh, saying that, like, you know, you've been through struggles and you know mm. what that feels like. Uh, my thing is always to, I feel like I'd rather, I'd rather go through all the struggles now so the person behind me can struggle a little less. That's good. That's spot on. Like standing on the shoulders of giants, I think is the is the phrase. Mm. And so, I mean, I'm not a giant by any means, but so <laughs> if I could, if yeah, if we can make it easier, that's like I can die happy. Awesome. Um, so we're gonna lead on to a bit where we get an industry tip from our guest. So this is the part where we're gonna ask you <laughs> if you can offer a little golden nugget of advice for people to take away. Uh, as a new entry into the video games industry, what advice would you give to people looking to approach a similar career path? I'd say, like, a few golden nuggets of wisdom would be, A, learn to roll with the punches that life gives you because it does not hold back. <laughs> if Like, learning how to fail, learning how to pick yourself up again, is vital not just in video games but like generally it's it will get you to it will get you to games better than anything you could really learn at school um i mean you they should be teaching people like that kind of thing at school but hey ho um and to not belittle learning how, like those soft skills like learning how to like be around people learning how to manage your emotions because everything else you can like pick up a book and just read in privately and like sure like your mileage may vary how how well you retain that kind of knowledge but there you can't just pick up social skills you need to put yourself out there you need to go through the emotions and i think like that's is like those things are vital um, and I think the last takeaway would be treasure your health. <laughs> like, don't if you feel like you aren't being valued, challenge it. Do not let yourself be like taken for granted. You're worth so much more than you than you believe you are. Um, and I think if you like, just it's so cliche, but believe in yourself is like a really powerful thing to do, and it isn't as easy as it sounds. I absolutely love all the tips you've given. And I think they just, they don't even count just for industry, just anything you're in. Yeah. All of those tips are (laughs) amazing. (laughs) Um, So just a reminder to our listeners, you can send your feedback on this interview at feedback at myamada.com. And you'll also be able to send in your questions for any future interview episodes on our upcoming Discord community. Well, it's not upcoming. It, it's here. <laughs> we have a Discord community now. <laughs> uh, so now we're going to go into some bonus round questions uh, from Nigel. Actually, just it's not even a question necessarily, but I just wanted to like 
double back around to something you mentioned about the the ideal transferable skills and also mm. taking a moment to assess like what you can do uh, because that's something that kind of came to me very recently and actually I'm sort of due uh, a, a, a moment of uh, self-assessment because I was having a conversation about some of the things that I do and not realizing what you do and then like maybe doubting yourself when someone asked you to do the thing you do so even like you know you talk about project management and like I'm like oh yeah that's what I do like that's, that's what I do all the time or, or things like that and not realizing it and then what that does is kind of it makes you like you say it makes you sort of doubt yourself and things like that like I had um just last was it last week uh, I forget how time works, but I think it was last week or the week before. Uh, I took part in an online comic convention and the, the mm-hmm. guy who was organizing it, he asked me if I wanted to do an interview with uh, Veronica Taylor, who used to voice Ash from, from Pokemon. And oh, wow. Yeah, and it was weird. My initial reaction was like, surely there's someone better than me to do it. Like literally that was my initial reaction just because I I don't consider myself the biggest Pokemon fan. So I was like, Surely mm. you, should, you can get someone who knows way more about Pokemon uh, than me. But then, and I, I had this like, as I was talking to the guy, I was like, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. Just say yes. <laughs> so I just said, yes, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. And it kind of turned out that, you know, you don't have to remember, like, you know, we've been doing this podcast for a year and we've been talking to people. So mm. I've been doing the very thing that he's just asked me to do. But when, for some reason, when it's like outside of yourself, you you look at it a different way. So I think that's an important point you you brought up with taking stock about the, the skills that you have that can be applied uh, elsewhere. A hundred percent, man. And I'm, I'm glad you feel like, I'm glad it's not like something that I just, like my, a, like a rare kind of like musing from like from my own experience, but I'm glad it's something that like you can, you can take, like you can value it in any sort of environment. And yeah i think it's important like important that you like hold fast to hold fast to like those tips that i gave where you have to where you just believe yourself believe in yourself and not worry about kind of like don't focus on failing someone focus on like the fact that it's not like these things aren't as difficult as they sound or as not even as they sound to be but as difficult as you believe them to be based on like what goes on in your head like if yeah, someone's yeah if you if the, if you see those opportunities go for them like you can you will only take you'll only gain from them you will learn, if you succeed then you'll like take some uh t- you'll have you'll get some takeaways from it and learn from it and if you fail you'll learn even more so yeah like there's no real like there's no loss aside from time but you're going to lose time anyway so may as well make the most of it yeah that's good that's a ton of wisdom yeah i know that's that's where you need to go that's where you need to go next i'm just like picturing you in your pajamas giving that speech uh, on stage um so actually speaking of pajamas uh do you so do you need like tips for zoom interviews because i feel that this is going to become more of a thing so like for people listening maybe young people people switching mm. careers that will have to have an interview over zoom or some some other platform we're not sponsored by zoom but you know if you're listening and you would like to anyway uh yeah any <laughs> tips for like uh, uh interviews done over the internet yeah no absolutely and honestly one of the biggest things i'd say is make sure that you're comfortable because if you're comfortable you won't stumble over like silly little questions like oh yeah like what are your strengths and weaknesses like if you're comfortable like you're comfortable in yourself so Part of, like making sure that say like you don't stress that you I mean it's I can't say don't stress because like you're gonna stress to some degree anyway, but it's important to make sure it's important to like just not stray from your normal routine because you don't need to. You're at home. So you like if you if you're not comfortable like feeling like you like you have to go get changed and like make it more of an event, then don't like 
they like they only need to see your head. Like angle, angle the camera up to, <laughs> to just show your neck. Work those angles, yeah, it, exactly, man. Like they're not going to judge you for like. I mean, I might, but <laughs> yeah, like, like why's your camera pointing at a seventy-five degree angle? <laughs> <laughs> Where can we only see your nostrils? <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, like it's it's super important to just be comfortable in your environment, and you'll be and like if you if you're comfortable in your environment, you you become comfortable in yourself, and like I think an important thing also is like. You can. <laughs> the best thing about Zoom um, uh, uh, video calls and interviews, no one can see your notes. You can't just crack out notes in a face-to-face interview. In these, you can. You can literally have like all sorts prepared. I wouldn't recommend preparing a lot because you will get distract yourself. So have like just an A4 p- page of kind of key points of like, I mean, what stand, what you feel you stand out in, and what you feel like what value you'll feel you'll bring to a company and just being able to like have that kind of freedom to just like see bullet points and just yeah the rest will flow i think yeah the most vital thing is just being comfortable because if you're comfortable and take it serious take the person seriously it kind of just works out Mm. cool no thanks and uh as we do wrap up just want to know what games are you playing right now like what are you catching up on uh video game wise oh um i'm playing like three games at the same time right now it's bad (laughs) (laughs) oh man but basically nothing compared to me (laughs) (laughs) i mean i'd like i mean i'm i'm only going by like what i can remember though so that's the the other games that i haven't actually just finished uh, but um i'd say right now the what my the thing i'm guilty about not like playing recently but i'm kind of playing recently is witcher 3 um it's it's huge i've already put in like a week in and i'm still not halfway um so bad and animal crossing everyone is playing that I'm, I'm sure you guys are. Yeah. I actually games. haven't. I'm the, I'm the only one who hasn't, but <laughs> I've, I've heard right. people are. I'm playing The Witcher 3 and I'm playing Animal Crossing. So oh. <laughs> I'm liking your taste. Thank you. You, I, you, you have impeccable taste yourself. But, um, the last game that I'm also playing right now is, as you can probably guess, The Last of Us 2. So I'm on that. Yeah. I'm on that one. Yeah. It's uh I don't oh I can't God. say anything. Are you yeah, it's, we can't all I'm gonna say is la, la, it's la, emotional. La, la. That's it. It's just it's emotional. <laughs> I'm just gonna say that. So I, I, I like I like I won't talk about like the contents of it, but like so there are no spoilers here, but no, no, essentially um Well how many it, hours are you in? Ha, ha, pardon? How many hours? Because um, I'm only like four. Okay, I'm on about 12, but I'm not oh, going right, to talk okay. about the contents of the game, but rather it is a really good blend. It's like it's not a horror game, but it does horror so well. Like it like it has sections that are better than Resident Evil like from like what I remember of it and it's like that's not the core focus of the game. Like the, it's a zombie game, but the zombies aren't like the big bad they're just a phenomena that you have to deal with and yeah, like they're the environment they're, yeah and it's it's all about the people in that environment and i think that is like the core thing that kind of propels the game as one of like my the my most enjoyable games that i played ever really it's like from like a like a writing sense and like a character sense it's it's amazing yeah, I agree with that. Okay, just, we won't say any more. We'll, we'll leave it there. On the standpoint that The Last of Us is our horror games, uh, <laughs> they scare me. So must be horror. So it's horror. So, <laughs> uh, can't argue with that simple, the just straightforward deduction. It, it, it's, it's, it's sound logic, I guess. <laughs> I can't fault it. Yeah. Um, all right. Before we uh, de- delve into any. Uh, spoilers potentially um i'll just <laughs> say uh where can people find out about 
you and I guess yeah, your company. Let us know social media stuff. So I'm on Twitter um, uh, under um, at a k m e m e m e. So at me me me. Um, because someone took the Twitter handle that was my like just my initials, uh, but <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on Twitter there. Um, I guess like officially, if you want, I'm on LinkedIn as well, um, so you can see like the journey I took formalized um, as Ahmed El Badawi. Just yeah, like just search my name there. And Sumo Digital, you can find it on all sorts of sorts of social media. You can find it on Twitter. You can find them. Uh, on Facebook and Instagram, um, but just search for Sumo Digital and you'll see them. And you'll have probably like played the, like so the games that they've like made. So yeah, give them a give them a look out. Cool. All right. And look out no, for well, Sackboy Big Adventure. <laughs> we will definitely be doing that. Um, it might be a good one for gamepads. We might have to come back to you on that. Uh, anyway, but yeah, thank you, Ahmed, for joining us uh, on this episode. No, honestly, it was a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yeah, that's cool. So uh, everyone listening, uh, you can check out this episode, uh, all our previous episodes uh, of Story X Story on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, uh, wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can uh, help us reach more people by leaving a review if you enjoyed the show and just generally sharing it with your friends and followers. Uh, We make our own stories. Um, We don't talk about uh, the manga in the video games episode, but we do make manga. Uh, you can check that out at myamada.com forward slash manga, including our latest title, Hot Lunch Volume 1. Uh, and as Tazzy mentioned, we have now launched a gamepad Discord uh, community that you can join right now. Uh, we'll put a link in the show description somewhere. Uh, and then we're just going to be, because we just did uh, our first gamepad online event, and we're going to be working on bringing other activities to the community over the coming months as we build up to another gamepad online event. So stick around for that. Um, we're going to be taking a kind of recording break, sort of, over July, um, while we sort of plan out the second half of the year. Um, but we will have some bonus episodes uh, coming up over the next few weeks. And then we'll be back in full in August with more creator interviews like um, this one, video game discussions and deep dives into stories across film, television, comic books and all that good stuff. Our email address is feedback at myamada.com. You can send us your feedback on anything we've discussed today. And our website is myamada.com forward slash story x story. Stay tuned and stay safe, everyone, because we are not out of this just yet. Take care.